What do you get when a professional matchmaker and a therapist sit down in front of a microphone? You get unfiltered, raw conversations about finding and creating meaningful and healthy relationships. Each episode, be part of conversations that discuss communication skills, dating tips, getting to commitment, the science of love, sex, breakups, divorce, and more. Join matchmaker Hava Shaulov and licensed marriage and family therapist Jason Wasser as they combine their lifetime of personal and professional experiences, challenges, and wins to help you show up as your most authentic self. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We missed you guys so much. I haven't done a podcast in a couple of weeks. It's been, it's been since a, before the year. Yes, it's been a hot minute. So we missed everybody. We missed uh, our wonderful discussion. So glad to be back, Jason. Thank you. Pleasure, pleasure. So if you don't know who we are, the person sitting directly across the screen for me, all the way from the sometimes great state of New York, but it's great when she's there. Chavita, Chava. <laughs> Introduce yourself to everybody who doesn't know you. Hi, thank you, Jason, for such a warm, like a warm welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. I always rely on you for such a lifting um, time. So my name is Chava Shitulav, Chava Sarah, to be exact, not Chavita. Thank you, Jason. Just correction. I know it's autocorrect, probably on your iPhone, right? I'm so sorry about that. Um, I am a New York City matchmaker for almost seven years. Uh, thank God, dozens and dozens of successful matches. We currently have dozens of people seriously dating, uh, purchasing engagement rings. We have a database around the world. Um, we run a fantastic Facebook group called Jewish Divine Soulmates. We are a team of 27 worldwide matchmakers, and we are happy to help you. Please send us your resume and your bios. Yes. We'll send you the and you're yeah. doing events and you're, we're going to be doing retreats and we're going to be, there's a lot yeah. of stuff that's coming as the world gets yes, healthier. We, yes. We want to do a retreat in Cancun. We have a location in Cancun. So when things get back up and running, uh, we'd like to host our very first weekend getaway in Cancun. So we're looking forward to that, Jason, correct? That's going to be super amazing because, of course, I want more warm weather like it is here in South Florida. So for those of you who do not know me, I'm Jason Wasser. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist here in South Florida. I own a now fully online practice called the Family Room Wellness Associates, and I work with young professionals and entrepreneurs, um, helping them go from the point of stress to the point of potential. So this is a project that Chava and I have been partnering on. Um, we've been doing this for the last couple months and we wanted to welcome everybody back. And as we're kind of hopefully nearing the middle, moving into hopefully the end of the pandemic as vaccines are now rolling out and uh, the numbers are starting to build up of people who are getting the vaccines, um, we're, we're, we're looking to figure out like how can we start leveraging and being more successful in our dating approaches and our dating tactics tactics still while it's in the middle of a pandemic. So that's the theme of tonight's conversation. It's what the heck and how the heck do I date? <laughs> what do we need to do during a pandemic to possibly create a healthy and good relationship? So so the first thing that I always want to start off with, and I know Javi, you have some really um, important points to share, that whether it's a pandemic or not, safety has to come first, right? So Number one, 
you still got to Google people that you're going to go out with and you got to make sure that everything's uh, legit on that side. And number two, I think the perspective of like making sure that your comfortability and their comfortability matches. So you're not pressured into going into a circumstance or a situation or meeting in a place that you're not going to feel comfortable, especially in the middle of the pandemic, right? Mask wearing, not mask wearing. Do we meet here? Do we meet there? Do we travel? Do we not travel? And these are all considerations, especially since we're all online right now and we're meeting people from all over the world and we're connecting with people all over the world and it's not easy for some people to just feel comfortable and confident to get on a plane even without the pandemic right but even more so now due to safety protocols so i don't know first let's let's start there what do you think about that from the safety perspective what are your thoughts on on some safety insights that you've you know you want to share of course thank you that's a that's a really really important point i mean everyone has this um idea that you know it's COVID time. We have to be very, very safe and cautious. You have to be safe and cautious before COVID even started. Always do your due diligence, research people, Google them. Google is your best friend, by the way, when you're dating. Lots of information comes up on Google, which many people cannot delete. So that's your best friend. Make it your best friend. Uh, ask, ask for references. You know, call, call his neighbors if you can. You know, always or his or hers. I'm being just very open. Uh, you know, go to public places as usual. Nothing has ever, nothing has changed. The only adjustments that you're doing is just being a little bit extra cautious in terms of health safety, not just physical safety. Um, you know, wear your mask, get your Purell, social distance yourselves, you know, go on Zoom dates before your first date, you know, do some phone calls before your first date and find a location that's uh, uh, safe and outside and make sure that you both are tested prior and you've quarantined prior and take safety protocols uh, also. But again, it's just about adjusting to a few things. It's not just all of a sudden things have changed. No, it's just a minor few details that have changed. Yeah. So I think going back to the idea of like, I've heard this and I know people have been asking this. It's like, I don't feel comfortable going on Zoom dates or FaceTime dates or whatever platform we've now switched to in the last six weeks and any new platform that'll come out tomorrow. Um, right. I'm not the type of person that's comfortable doing FaceTime dates. What do I do? Right. That's that's one of the questions I've been hearing a lot. And I think that right now we have to push ourselves into a place of safe uncomfortability. There's a, there's an okayness about being uncomfortable. And I've been seeing this with a lot of my clients, especially when it comes to goal setting that in a business or in a relationship or whatever, it's still the same that we might set a goal of this is what we want, but we're only going to put effort into just shy or of where it really starts to become uncomfortable for us. So in other words, we're saying we really want that. But the outcome that we want doesn't match the effort we're willing to put in. And again, safety as far as personal health and personal bodily safety and mental health safety always has to be first. But when I'm talking about uncomfortability, I'm talking about uncomfortability. Those are all givens. It's uncomfortability of doing something that's out of your typical comfort zone of what hasn't gotten you the results thus far yet in this experience. Right. I mean, dating apps have been popular before COVID. Mm-hmm by 20, 30%, you know, people are swiping a little bit more, you know, than they did about a year ago. And I find it's actually the opposite. As much as we think we have to be, I mean, obviously get comfortable getting uncomfortable. That's, that's the new mindset. Be uncomfortable. So back to what I was just mentioning just before, I love FaceTime dates. I love when my singles are zooming. I'll tell you why. It creates a sense of mystery. It creates a ten like tension, friction. I wonder what they're like in person. 
I wonder how they're how, how they act in public. Like you, you create this type of really good friction in a relationship. You're always wanting to see them. You're longing to see them. So for from a different perspective, you're like, oh, I hate Zoom dates. I hate FaceTime dates. But it's actually working towards your benefit. You know what I'm saying? Like for sure. Yeah, it creates this type of like energy of like attractive, mm-hmm. attractive. Yeah. Well, I also, right, when you're talking about like getting to know someone, I think the, the limitation that we have about, uh, depending on the circumstances in the community, right? But we're going to say the the average person who is taking safety precautions. So let's make that assumption, right? That they're doing social distancing, they're wearing masks, whatever it may, they may not be traveling outside anywhere they can get to within a couple hours in a car. Right. Is how do you see the person you're dating, like you said, in different social circumstances about how they're acting, A, in front of other friends, B, in front of family, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or or stressful situations that you might want to kind of like, you know, you know, dating is kind of, you know, you want to kind of kick the tires and look under the hood and see like what's going to go on in a difficult challenge. And right now we've all been emotionally stressed for the last year. There's a lot of pressure that's going on. So we might judge wrongly someone who might be already overstressed. Um, and then that person needs to think about if they're so stressed, should they be dating right now anyway versus getting that handled? But the other side of the coin is let's say that person is okay enough and they're confident enough and they're healthy enough. How do you suggest that someone out there see a person in different circumstances to make sure that like there might, right? Dating in isolation during a pandemic is very easy. We're going to hang out. We're going to go to places. It's just going to be us. We may not be around any groups. We may not meet each other's friends. We probably won't even meet each other's families, but we want to proceed into a more serious dating definition. So what are some of your thoughts about how people can work their way through that? Interesting concept. Um, get creative. I say get creative. Uh, you can obviously go out and socialize in person as much as you'd like to. Get creative. Cook together on Zoom. See what happens to, to her if her sauce happens to burn. See how, how she's going to react, right, when her puff pastry in the oven burns. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know, ask him to, to, to put on a movie. Let's go watch a movie together on, on, on FaceTime and see how, what his patience level is. Is he temperamental? Is he out of patience? Does he get bored? Like, obviously, it's not the, the standard of what we're looking for, like in terms of actually physically dating. But it's a, it's a different type of, of dating where you, you can still see people's um, personalities through FaceTime. Depends how you're dating. Right. So that's if those are not local if right. you are local, right? So one of the things I'm thinking is that if it gets to a place where you do, um, well, you talk about like doing dinner, right? On, on FaceTime where you can, if, if you're not local, right? I mean, or the two of you are local and some of their friends are not local or whatever it is, you can do a double date on Zoom. That's so much. Of, right? And I actually just, I just, I just did that by the way. Yeah. For two long distance couples, they were together on a double date on a Zoom and they're still dating. It, it works wonderfully. It kind of also alleviates the stress of not having what to talk about. So you have, you know, it creates this type of um, uh, open conversations. People have other topics to talk about, other topics to talk about. So you're not always quiet and bored. And it, it's actually very stimulating. And and you can see how they're engaging, interacting. You can also see who's going to pick up the conversation, who's going to be the person who kind of takes the back seat. You can right, you can see how they respond if they're getting intense or angry or frustrated. All those things you mentioned before. So right, we can get as creative as we want, and you can even down the road do that with family members. Start like introducing if it's you know it's already serious and the time frame is appropriate to introduce them to family members. It can be done over Zoom or FaceTime or, or, or technology based. 
100%. I agree with you. 100%. Yeah. Get creative, guys. Guys, get creative. You know, pick a book and read it to yourselves and talk about it on a Zoom date. You can get very, very creative. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And I think that's kind of what we have the benefit of leveraging. Can you imagine being in this pandemic 10, 15 years ago? God forbid, right? Like, okay. like what would we have done? <sighs> What we have done, I have no right. idea. We don't have all the technology. We don't have the social media the way it is now. We don't have all the, the bandwidth and all the multiple ways to connect to people like we do now. It would have been like waiting on JDate or saw you at sign it for someone to respond to you or any of the other dating platforms, right? And it's like a back and forth, back and forth, and maybe you had a phone call, but the FaceTime wasn't really, the technology wasn't there 10 years ago like it is today. So I want people to really be mindful of like the uncomfortability is, is leveraging the technology to use to your advantage. There's so many websites and apps for like games that you can play with each other, right? There's the, um, where you hold the phone up on your right and you have to yeah. play, uh, what are they called? Not Pictionary, but uh, charades and right. there's so many different things you can do. So I, you know, I want to put that out there, get creative. If you don't have a board game in front of you, go online and play together against each other. Just all these different things. But it also gives you the opportunity to have some serious questions, uh, conversations quicker. Go online. If you're not the type of person who knows how to ask probing questions or you're afraid to ask serious questions, ask permission on one of the dates. Hey, on one of our next dates or on our next date, can we answer some questions that I found on the internet to get to know each other at a different level? So in other words, it's not just like coming up randomly and you're not blindsiding the other person. You're saying, you know, I want you to emotionally prepare for this, but you're also saying, you know, these are questions I found on the internet. So it kind of takes it off you a little bit. So if they're really crappy or hard hitting questions or really poke the bear, you don't have to get blamed for it. You're like, no, no, that was just, I, it's not my, sorry, sorry. I found that one on the internet. My bad. That was really like, you know, really got you into that. So yeah, but don't be afraid to ask questions quicker now. And I think that will get people to a, a much bigger clarity of knowing if this person is someone you want to continue seeing or dating or being in a relationship with or not. And especially because right now we're kind of in a pressure cooker and, you know, obviously it'd be nice to quarantine with somebody and to have those type of, they move the relationship along in that time frame. And that is happening for a lot of people during the right. pandemic. Right. But I think that if you ask the questions, which is all based on what you know, that I love talking about core values, are you crystal clear knowing with what you want? So you're not going to waste your time even more so now. Because as we were talking about in one of the, I think it was in, in, in our group, in your group, that why do people just like connect with people, they match with them, they talk to them for about a month or two, and then they just disappear and there's no progress. Right. People are looking, people are looking to be entertained. That's they're it. Looking, they're looking for bookends. Unless they're creating a quality, unless they're saying, listen, my intention is only to be friends with you. I don't want you to be romantically invested. I'm not going to be romantically invested. I'm not looking for anything more than just a quality friend. Be clear right. with your intentionality. But in order to be clear with your intentions, you have to be in the right mindset as well. Get in shape with not just your physical shape, but your mind as well. You have to get in shape in, in your mind, your thoughts, your emotions, your physical shape. And you have to be conscious of what your intentions are. What, are, what do you want from him and her? Do you want a relationship? You want a texting buddy? And just being very, very open no one wants a texting buddy. And if you are giving your energy and your investment into someone on text for a month, two months, and there's no progress, please leave them. Like, block them, remove them. Like, don't. Essentially, what you're doing is that you're depleting your energy on somebody who's not reciprocating it back. Right. And healthy mindset. So get your, your mind into shape, get your 
thoughts into shape and invest properly. Yeah. And here's another thing that I want to make sure that if people are connecting, that one party isn't pressuring the other party about moving faster than they're comfortable with, especially if they're not local. Mm -hmm. Local, it's a little bit like, yes, we can meet, we can find a way. I know it's cold up north. Um, for those of you who are in the, you know, the north or north of South Florida, like me, uh, even though it was 61 degrees today, Hava, I, I almost brought wow. out my, I almost wore my Uggs. So, oh my. yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't have Uggs. Tip you, so, you a blanket, don't worry. Right. So, but if let's say you are up north or you are out of two people are in different states or different areas where you can't just drive and spend the day with each other, make sure that you're not feeling pressured to a travel B have that person say, I'm going to get on a plane in a week. If you don't feel that safety wise protocol wise, as far as isolating, distancing, all that stuff will be taken seriously. But also on the other side of the coin, ask the question that if you are either local or not local, I think it still applies. When would you, how would you know when you're comfortable to meet? And it doesn't have to be date, you know, conversation one, but if you're like conversation two, that went really well. We're going to have another conversation. Feel free to ask, how would you know? What would you need to hear or see from me or from whoever it is to let that would let you know that you're comfortable enough to meet in person? Because one that you, by asking that question, they'd be like, Oh, I, I don't know. Like I, maybe like in a month from now, and you might be like, oh, like I'm ready to meet you tomorrow. And that's going to build some frustration and some resentment if you guys are not on the same page about that. 100%. I agree with you. Um, in order to not feel pressured, you have to be secure within yourself and you have to have, uh, you have to be conscious of your emotions. Um, if you don't feel comfortable, speak up. If you don't want to meet them yet, speak up. Don't feel like you have to impress someone don't feel like you have to to feel accepted by someone don't feel like that and and again it all comes back to writing your core your core values down writing what you want in relationship down what are you looking for you know what do you need and focusing on your list and if the other person isn't respectful towards your emotions if the, the other person isn't isn't um uh, respecting your space and your um, what's the word I'm looking for, Jason, when you're trying to progress in your relationship, then you don't want that in, in, in your, in, in your life. Like you want someone who's going to be respectful towards you right. and understanding of your emotions. If you're not ready, don't jump on, on onto the ship at all. Do not do that. Right. But if you're also not ready, know the outcome of what you want. So I've been, I've been navigating this recently with people is um, know the difference between I'm dating and if I'm dating someone and I really like them and I'm going to spend time with them, whatever that time frame might be, then I'll decide if um, after getting to know them for a while, dating them for weeks, months, maybe even a year or two, that maybe then we'll start having the conversation of what our life would look like together versus I'm dating already knowing what I want my life to look like. Obviously, there's variables that are going to change and you should be open to some right space of that. But I'm dating to find out if this is the right person that is going to be my partner. And those are two very different variations of dating. And I'm having conversations with a lot of people and I'm like, are you clear with what, which, with, with which one you are? And neither one is wrong as long as you know which one you are and you're sharing which one you are and the other person is okay with that, right? So if both of you are like, I'm looking to date, I'm looking to get into a relationship, I'm looking to get be in a serious committed relationship, potentially leading to marriage down the road, 
if that happens, if I, after I get to know the person for a long time, but am I even going to talk about what life would be like then? Am I even going to talk about what I want for as a family long-term until a much significant time frame later versus I'm very crystal clear now with what I want. I'm very crystal clear with what I want my family to look like within a, you know, certain parameters, very clear about what I, you know, what I'm hoping to get and what I'm willing to give. And my dating process is for the clarity of finding someone. Neither one is wrong. Just be clear that you're both, that you proclaim which one you are, you know, you ask what the other person is and you both are in agreement that you're looking for the same thing when it comes to that. Yes. And making sure that you guys are exclusive if you guys are exclusive and that. Oh you know, yeah. Right. And if you, if the, if the intention is not made clear in the very beginning, then you can be investing into someone who's swiping all day long when you guys are off the phone. So being very crystal clear, I'm using your words, crystal clear in what you're expecting in this relationship, in this dynamic, are you too exclusive is a focus on just the two of you or is your, um, are you guys open to other suggestions? You have to make this very, very clear on the onset of the relationship. And that's also very important. Yeah. Right. And it's okay. Yeah. Like if you're talking to multiple people right at the beginning, the first couple of days, and you have one conversation with the person, you're not obligated to stop dating or talking to other people, no, but you're I not. would, but again, everything is a question. And I would say there's no exact number, but you need to ask, after how many, how much time of us spending time together is an appropriate or comfortable time for you to be exclusive with me? But you also have to know that answer for yourself. Again, right? It's all about asking the difficult questions and now, right, the uncomfortable questions. And the whole world right now is uncomfortable for so many different things that you have to be okay with leading into that and leaning into that because you're not going to get the outcome you desire if you just let it be willy nilly exactly. and vague. And reactive versus proactive. 100%. And also, be busy. Keep, keep, keep growing as a person, as an individual, you know? Yeah. 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 I wanted to add something because I know you had a, f- a few other things that you wanted to bring up. Sure. I wanted to talk, um, and, and this could be obviously a, a jump off or a tangent into another, our next time we get together, but <sighs> desperation. Even more so now, right? It's multiplied. Right? We're feeling the isolation. We're feeling the pressure. We're seeing some people do stuff. We're seeing some people not do stuff, right? Whatever it is, people are getting married. People are not getting engaged. People are dating. People are not dating, right? There's so many variables that are going on right now. Again, comfortable level. And you know, some people are using this pandemic as an excuse to like, oh, good. Now I don't have to go out with anybody because I've already hated it in the first place. So I'm just going to back, go back into my hermit shell as it is, right? But I'm finding that desperation is being amplified and multiplied. Wow. Yes. A hundred percent. So what are some of the things that you're seeing? What are some of the things that you're experiencing? What are some of the things that you would advise uh, some of the people you're working with about not how not to come across that way? Well, first of all, it's not attractive. It's extremely unattractive to send this type of vibe onto somebody else. Like you're desperate, you're lonely, you're, you're just going to project negative energy and people feel that people just don't understand that people feel your energy Look, create your structure just because now, I mean, now we don't have structure in our lives. Our work is, we're working from home. Some of our children are being homeschooled. So now our usual structure is no longer the norm. So now we get up a little bit later in the morning. We forget to exercise. We forget to pick up our hobbies again. We forget to take care of ourselves. Stop it. Wake up earlier. 
meditate, create balance in your world, create balance in your life, create, uh, create a new, a new, like a newfound passion for yourself, like learn a new skill set. Because guess what? When you when you're dating in the wrong mindset, when you're desperate, when you're frustrated, when you're filled with anxiety, when you're so sad and lonely, and you go on a date, what are you going to talk about? What is there to talk about? Like, what is so interesting about you that you're going to present on a date, whether it's a physical date or a Zoom date? What, what is there to talk about? Your your emotions, how how you feel rock bottom, how low you feel of yourself, how insecure you feel about yourself. Take this time to work on yourself as an individual. Pick up a new skill set. Cre- create new loves in your life. When I say create new loves, create new hobbies. You know, pick up something new. Pick up a new skill set. Change up your hair color. Not, not that I did it because of this. I saw you, Jason. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just saying in general, grow, grow as a person. Grow as an individual. Because guess what? When you're going to be dating during the pandemic, you want to project this type of energy where like you're interesting, you're, you're, you're learning, you're accomplishing, you're, you're, you're growing as an individual. And there's nothing more attractive than that. And again, get in shape, not just physically, but with your mindset as well. That's so super important. So a few weeks ago on my other, on my You Winning Life podcast, I had a guest and she shared the idea that when she made clarity into her life, as far as who she wants to bring into her life to have a finally a healthy adult relationship she made this as her binary parameter. Do I want to switch lives with them? Mm. And if I want to switch lives with them, that their life is so fulfilling and meaningful and purposeful and in alignment with my values that I'd be willing to say, do you know what? I wouldn't mind living a month as them is when she actually started dating the person that's now her fiance. Oh, wow. Right. It's, it's, when you are hearing, and I hear so many people like, especially when it comes to like certain circles of like, well, you meet my qualifications on paper. You know, you might have the same philosophy or you may have the same religious lifestyle or you may have the same uh, community background, but that's not enough to mm-hmm. make a healthy, growing, committed, connective, beautiful, meaningful relationship. And I hear people all the time saying, but I'm, but I have what you're looking for, for that lifestyle. But that stuff comes and goes depending on a whole host of other things. And, you know, for the people in the, in the community that are listening to this that are in a specific uh, religious observance level, would you still want to date that person if one or both of you were no longer holding that same observance level? In other words, do you have same values enough? Do you have the same lifestyle enough? Even outside of that, do you enjoy their personality, the same hobbies? All those things, there has to be additional things beyond. They just check those boxes of they meet these criteria for the generic lifestyle I live. And I'm also hearing people trying to convince people, but that's what you want. Well, I also want a kid and I also want to live here and I also want to live this specific type of lifestyle and I also want to send my kids to this type of schools. That's great. But what happens if, God forbid, there's a, another economic downturn or your kid needs a special school program to, that can only serve them for you know, their, their, their needs or that community just becomes something that you don't love and you're not willing to move or you're willing to move if the person's not. All of those things have to be variables, but I really want to leave that out there. When you're ready to commit to this person or if you're trying to figure out if you really want to commit to this person, do you know enough about them? that you'd want to spend the next 30, 60, 90, 120 days, the next year, the next two years, the next lifetime, as if you were to swap places with them and you were to take on their life and their lifestyle. 
Like, I think that's such a powerful game changing perspective. Brilliant. It's brilliant. I love that. I'm going to adopt that. I love that. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, you know, the perspective and I don't know if there was some other stuff, you know, that people are asking on the chat. It's like, well, if I'm uncomfortable socially and I'm, and I know that I'm uncomfortable socially, how do I get there? Right. And ask your friends for help. Ask your friends to push you. Ask your friends to motivate you. Ask your friends to be involved, you know, in a safe and boundaried way to help push you to get to that place. Create a mock social event. Right. Right. Or or just create a a structure of your of your team of people who are helping uplift you during this time and be vulnerable about it. Like reach out to someone, you know, or if you have a friend who, you know, should be dating and they're getting stuck in their own way, reach out to them and say, like, listen, I really want you to do this. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to get your back. You know, do everything short of what Hitch did, which is like putting the receiver in his headphone and doing a walkie talkie. Right. So, um, right. But get help, help someone. Right. The, the way you would want someone to be a support system to you, look out there for people who are like, you know, slipping through the cracks and being like, hey, I saw this person on this Facebook group or there was a person that I um, I saw on this dating app. I didn't match with them, but I saw their name and here's their Instagram. Check them out. Do you want me to help you message, right, to help you craft a message to send to them, right? I think that, like, we can find a way to be really kind and compassionate for people who are uncomfortable. They might not be as socially confident Mm -hmm. as they'd like to be, but also, like you were saying, which I really agree with you, now use this time to hire someone in your life who can help you become more socially confident, who can give you these tips and these tricks in addition to listening to this podcast, right? So I think that's a really powerful thing of like, again, this is all about leaning into the uncomfortable in the safest and healthiest way possible. Well, yes. What a wonderful, wonderful discussion, Jason. Wow. So many important points, so many valid points. And again, you know, take the time to hire a coach, take the time to hire a therapist, work on yourselves. You know, this pandemic created really like a tower moment in our lives. Everything is mamash upside down, okay? And it's all about adjusting to a new normal, to a new reality. So instead of getting stuck in this pit of self-sabotage, self, you know, oh my, I'll never get, I'll, I'll never be able to get out there. I'll never be able to date properly. Hire a counselor, hire a therapist, hire a coach and work, work towards your goal. Plan of action, write things down. What do, what do you hope to accomplish within six to 10 months? write it down and work on it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I see it. Like and I, I was talking to one of my clients earlier and I'm like, so uh, when are you going to bring your dating profile to me so we can go through it? They're like, oh, well, I'm doing that with my best friend. I'm like, great. Once you do that and you whittle through it with your best friend, do you then want to show it to me? And we can whittle it down and make sure the languaging is right in that. Like yeah. from my right, a different perspective, right? I, I had a buddy of mine who years ago, he, um, he had his women advisory team. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a collection of, married women like his friend either you know those he was friends with before they got married or his friends wives Mm -hmm. put him into a whatsapp group and would go on dates and then get the feedback (laughs) on the date to this married women's advisory committee (laughs) that he had and and i'm like that's freaking brilliant right so you know obviously everybody no one's really an expert and everybody's gonna insert their own opinion and their own bias blah 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 right all that stuff but I am a big fan of creating your dream team, right? If there's something that's a trauma, you and I, right? You and I, Chava, we always talk about this. Get your traumas handled. 
find a really right. This is where therapy, you know, over coaching, right? Coaches are not equipped to handle trauma. No, right. we're, not, we're, not, we're not here. We're not here to deal with trauma. Yeah. That's your job, Jason. That's not our job. Our job is to help you navigate through the process of dating. And if we come across a situation or a case where there's trauma or there's some sort of, you know, more of a serious issue, then we can handle it. Of course, this is not our area of expertise for sure. Right. And I want people out there to know that, right? That, that, and then therapy right. is not also, I can't let miss number, therapy is not also about your past and whatever, right? We don't worry about your future and your actions. But, but the real paradigm is that like you have to come fully, fully as healthy as possible because you're never going to attract someone healthier than you, right? Whatever effort and work you've done, you're going to where you're at and under that is what you're going to attract. You're not going to attract someone who's healthier than up to the work and effort and ahaness and healingness yeah. that you have done. It's just not right. Talk about the, the neurology of the law of attraction. It's just not going to be a frequency match. And we discussed it. I think we had two or three podcasts, right? The law of attraction. Yeah. We are who we attract. If you are in a very healthy internal mindset, you're going to attract uh, who you are. It's not, you don't attract what you want. You attract who you are essentially. So I want to give people a challenge. Is there, I don't know if there was any other things that you wanted to throw in there. For me? Yeah. Wow. Do your homework, guys. Mm-hmm. Do your homework. You know, handle, handle your, 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 your questions properly. Ask those difficult questions when you're Zooming with somebody. You know, instead of wasting time going on a physical date, ask those really difficult questions. Write, write everything down. Don't store anything in your mind. Write everything down. Write down your goals plan of actions how do you how do you how do you expect to work on yourself you know what do you where do you see yourself in the next year or two you know continuously grow as a person always yeah so i like what you just said about like writing everything down i would even like especially like now when like people are talking possibly to a bunch of different people get like a you know a composition book at the dollar store right remember those from they're 99 cents usually right and um and and maybe like for every person you're talking to kind of like keep track of like some bullet pointed notes what is it oh. that you really enjoy about them? What is it that like you're picking up? What is it that like, and, and maybe facts about them as well. Right. Um, Cause especially like in this time where like, you know, the internet is, is king and queen and we're all on different, right. Your groups and there's different dating events and zoom things and people are meeting in per whatever it is. But like, you know, some people might have a difficulty like, okay, did that person say this? Did that person say this? Right. But also knowing, taking it out of your head, like you said, and putting it on paper, what am I, what am I liking about that person? What am I appreciating about that person? What's syncing up for me and that person and, and, and having it down on paper also, like you said, gets it out of your head because then you don't have to worry because it's taking up too much bandwidth in there and you can't add more bandwidth to what we already are using. You know, it's like, we only have a certain amount of Ram in our, in our <laughs> brain and, and that's also emotional space and physical space and right. All that stuff. But so the challenge that I would put, you know, as, as we've talked about core values in the past is, um, number one, like, uh, the, the, the episode that I did a few weeks ago on my, you winning on the, you winning life podcast, which is, you know, my main podcast was with Dr. Scott Stanley. And, um, Dr. Scott Stanley is the foremost clinical researcher. He's out of the university of Denver on premarital and pre co and, and premarital dating habits and premarital cohabitation, right. Living together before marriage clinical research over multiple years. So that's his expert expertise. He's uh, he crafted a paper called sliding versus deciding. And he has a blog on that, but that episode we get into some really insane nitty gritty, 
hard-hitting topics about, again, very similar to what we're talking about. If you're worried about asking the person you're out on a date with or going on dates with or in a relationship with certain questions because you're afraid of their response or you're afraid what you might ask or what you might say is going to hurt them, that just means you're willing to put their needs before yours over your own. And that's not healthy. 100% not healthy. So, so my challenge to everybody right now is to get crystal clear. And I, and I talk more about it in that episode. If you want more nitty gritty, uh, it's uh, Dr. Scott Stanley, um, or Stanley, Stanley Scott. I always get that. He has two first names and one of his, his last name. So it's really difficult. Right. But anyway, it's know, the last in the seventies, 76 or 77 episodes, one of, one of those numbers, but really listen to that. Cause there's some tangible, practical things in there about getting really, really clear on core values. Core values aren't, I want someone funny, kind and nice. Those are givens. Everybody you should date should be funny, kind, and nice. Those yes. are right. Those should be, they should be a yeah. decent human being. And don't glorify someone because they've been nice to you. Don't do that. Oh my God. He was amazing. He opened the door for me. No, it's expected. Right. Right. That should be the minimum, the bare minimum threshold. Right. And then and women to men too, right? Y'all should be thankful. Thank the per. If you're, if the person yes. is taking you out, say yes. thank you. Even if the food yes. was crap, which sometimes it might be. Yes. And you're like, show displeasure. You both talk about how crappy the food was. Still think, listen, I still want to, like, I know the food didn't turn out the way we liked it, but I really do want to thank you for covering the bill. That really, that was very sweet of you, right? The, the appreciation goes a long way. I've been on dates and there was no thank you at the end. And I'm like, no way. Yeah. Nah, ladies. <laughs> it's not thank you for, right? It's not even, even if the date wasn't great at all, just say thank you. I really appreciate the time you spent tonight. Yes. So, right. Thank them for the effort. Thank each other for the effort. Thank each other for doing something that might be a little bit uncomfortable in this time frame. Be gracious. That's the biggest thing. Be gracious, but also know at the end of the day, you have to ask the questions. You have to know what's comfortable for you and don't be afraid to put that out there. And again, I'm going to repeat this again. This is so, so, so important. This will help people alleviate two things. Number one, if you're ready to get committed and really serious with the person, do that only after you have really intellectually and rationally decided that you would, that if you woke up tomorrow and you woke up in their body and in their life, that you would be happy and confident being who they are and living the life that they're living for sure. Right. That's a great, that's a game changer right there. And I think the other side of the coin is that like, don't be afraid to speak your mind in a obviously in a kind way, but don't be more concerned about the question that you're going to ask what you about what you need will hurt them offend them make you think you're not a nice person and be more concerned about what they're going to think or feel or not like it more so than you asking for what you need think and feel i agree with you prioritize your emotions first and foremost nobody else will right (laughs) no one else will then that's why the biggest practice right now is learning how to ask for what you want right we're talking about a world right now that has no boundaries right every it's really like we can walk outside and people are like oh well like are you in my space are you not in my space can i talk to a person online can i not talk to a person online right there's all these things that are so different now that it's more difficult to be friendly forget the political chaos and forget right but just like it's very difficult to be right because space is different now energy is different now connection is very different now so make that effort put that effort in and um yeah anything else you want to throw down before we wrap it up for tonight i love it yeah. what a wonderful 
Yes, wonderful discussion. I think we covered a lot of ground. Yeah. A lot of ground. Amazing. Cool. So like always, if you have not yet followed Chava and I on Instagram, you can go, uh, Chava, your Instagram is? Chava Sha'ulav. How do you spell that for those people who, uh, you know? C-H-A-V-A. And the last name is S-H-A-U-L-O-V. There you go. So, right, so you got Chava there. You can follow me on You Winning Life, which is also my other podcast. If you can't find it, please message me. Um, and also make sure you're following us on our shared Instagram for this, which is the Have We Got a Match for You on, on Instagram. And um, looking forward to uh, if anybody has any future uh, questions or topic ideas that you would love to hear us discuss, please uh, hit up one or both of us. And you can obviously find Kava in the awesome, awesome group that she's running. And uh, yeah, that's it. I don't know. I got I got nothing else. Thank you, everyone, for joining us again. What a wonderful discussion. Amazing as always. Thank you, Jason. Always, yeah. always amazing. Thanks a lot. Always fun. We'll see you guys soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. And if you enjoyed, please leave a starred review on iTunes so more people can find us and benefit from these conversations. If you want to connect more or have any questions, please follow us on Instagram at Have We Got a Match for You.